by the time you hear this podcast, you'll know what happens when happenstance goes wrong. See, man ain't like a dog. And when I say man, I'm talking about man is in mankind, not man is in man. As men, well, we're a lot like a dog. You know, we like to piss on things, sniff a bitch when we can, even get a little pink heart on the way they do it. We tattoo it as shit, you know, we're gonna protect our own. But man, he know about death. Got him a sense of history. Got religion. See, dog, man, dog don't know shit about no birthdays or Christmas or Easter Bunny or none of that shit. One day God gonna come calling, so you know they going through life carefree. But people like you and me, man, we 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 always guess, wonder, what if, you know what I mean? So when you say to me, hey, I don't think we should be doing this, I got to say, baby, I don't think we need to be doing this neither, but we ain't gonna get no move on in this world lying around the sun, licking our ass all day. I mean, we man. <laughs> you a woman, all, but we man. So with this said, you tell me what it is you want to do with your life. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And uh, we're back with episode 129. Um, I did play something and uh, the other guys didn't hear it. Um I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm missing over here, but, um, <laughs> they, they know what we're talking about. And, uh, when you hear it, you'll know too. Uh, so we're back with episode 129. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened so far. Um, you can find us in a bunch of places. Um, we, uh, we definitely appreciate everyone who's listened. Uh, if you want to tell someone, you can give them the rundown, tell them we're on Facebook at, by the time you hear this, um, we are on Instagram at by the time you hear this. Now the Facebook URL spelled with a Y O U. The Instagram is spelled with the letter U because we're urban. Yes. Yes, we are. I found it soft. <laughs> uh, keep working on that. Keep working on it. Um, I'm going I'm to try. <laughs> and that's the same spelling for our email address with the letter U. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. And if you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. And if you want to um, listen to us on the go uh, and, or just put your earbuds in and you still have to go into the office and avoid that annoying coworker who insists that the Hawks made the right pick in 2005 by selecting Marvin Williams over Chris Paul, um, <laughs> you can put your earbuds in. And uh, listen to us on the go. If you have an iPhone, we're on the uh, Apple Podcast app. If you're if you have an Android, we're on the Google Podcast app or Google Music app or whatever they're doing. Um, maybe Ben can tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, we're also on uh, podcast aggregate apps such as uh, the podcast app. There is one simply called the podcast app. We're also on Pocket Cast, Castro Podcasts, Satchel Podcasts, 
auto radio, cast box, overcast, play.fm, tune in radio. And of course we're on Spotify. So, uh, lots of different places that you can listen to us. So, um, yeah, let's get into the show here. We do have a guest. Um, I believe this is his fifth appearance on our podcast, but it, 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 it his last appearance was on our 100th special. Um, right. we have, too long. uh, we have Eric, AKA mean mugger 11, AKA <laughs> Nick gray, um, AKA extreme teach. Got it. <laughs> Did I forget anything? <laughs> uh, no, no, nothing that you need to know. Uh, no. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no OnlyFans. Um, hope you all. Whoa, you don't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> it's an honor to be back. Um, I am joined by my special guest, Hennessy and Coke. So if I say anything that seems out of character, let's blame it on that. That's that sounds it. great. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I should go grab a drink. <laughs> I got water. I'm not even. I'm not doing it right <laughs> at all. I have diet Mountain Dew, which cool. tastes like regular oh. Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, what we try to make an effort to ask um, our guests whether they've been on or not. Uh, what have you been listening to lately? I have been killing the i want to say the 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 rewind button if uh digital devices had that i've been killing cosmic wind by lion babe from front to back mm. the entire thing um and they're a duo i think the uh the female vocalist is the daughter of vanessa williams yes i, I don't okay great yes that is right um i've been killing that album Reminisce is my favorite track because I always love uh, 808 drums and heavy bass. Um, so that's been my quarantine listening so much for the past like two or three weeks. Have you heard their uh, their cover of Umi Says? It came out last week. Uh, ooh. You know what? I saw it. I saw it pop up, but I did not click on it. So um, I need to stop tripping and get to it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a house version of a house cover of the song. Um, okay. I, I think it sounds pretty cool, but hey, some people, some people feel like you can't be fans of most deaf and house music. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know how that might go. So that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I feel like those people exist. Okay. Um, I, I can get down with that. <laughs> um, well, Ben, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to a lot of new wave and by a lot of new wave um, bands that are like till Tuesday. Um, I, uh, I really, so I'm, I'm, I mean, full stop. I'm doing a show this weekend in which they asked for a lot of eighties music. So I was just kind of, you know, hitting the rewind button, as Eric said on the, on the eighties music. And um, I really, 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 really like till Tuesday I really, really, really like their two guitar players and how they play off of each other. I think it's a lost art, um, especially since, you know, rock is dead, essentially. I mean, it's just, it's not the mainstream, but um, it always, the band like that is the Counting Crows, their guitar players play off of each other. But until Tuesday, their guitar players, their two guitar players write really thoughtful melodies, really good parts. They don't just double each other and it really fills up space. Which helps because the lead singer, Amy Mann, plays um, bass. 
And while bass is normally meant to fill up the sound, since she's singing, she, you know, doesn't really fill up the sound a ton. And the guitar players do it, along with a little bit of keyboard. So um, I've been listening just to a lot of new wave and, and some of the newer alt rock that I I kind of found the connection to it. <laughs> the, mm. um, you know, I was listening. There's a band called Dream Car. Um, they're a super group. They've got um, it's the guitar player and the bass player from No Doubt. And the lead singer, well, actually, what I'm saying is basically No Doubt with the lead singer of AFI. Let me rephrase that. That's all it is. And um, I was listening to, you know, Till Tuesday, and you hear, like, the direct line. The guitars are the same, the bass, everything. So listening to a lot of New Wave has kind of given me a new appreciation for some of the synth-driven alt-rock that we hear nowadays. Okay. Um Oh, never mind. I thought I heard something. What about you, Greg? Uh, <laughs> uh, I have been listening <laughs> to uh, some '80s music myself. Um, another another playlist I've been working on. I I need to I need to cut back <laughs> or, or consolidate some of these. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess I, I would call it like a lot of people. I may have mentioned this before when I have asked this question, but with um, you hear a lot of people say they want um, they people love like 90s R&B and like they don't go back to anything before that. Um, I feel like 80s R&B gets disrespected. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of 80s R&B or some people may call it post disco. If it's not <laughs> new wave, it's post disco. I love um, these post names. <laughs> um for anyone, you know, if you're familiar with this song, uh, Let the Music Play by Shannon, it was later mm-hmm. covered by Jordan Sparks, I think. Um, but that was, <laughs> uh, yeah, she she did a cover of the song. Um, but it, that's considered like post disco, like it would like Studio 54 is still open, but it's kind of like, okay, after the, uh, do you remember that? Uh, we were reading about the disco sucks or the disco is dead night at the, at that is like a Chicago white Sox game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So people who don't know about that. It was a Chicago white Sox had a, a promotion. Uh, I think it was called like disco sucks night or something like that. So people would bring in all these disco records and they were going to be run over with a steamroller or or blown up or something like that for people celebrating that disco is dead because people were sick of it, that it was all over the radio, all over the charts, and um, people weren't getting enough of their, you know, Alice Cooper and Kiss and Ozzy Osbourne. Wow. So, um, <laughs> so, Not to so, mention Kiss did a disco song, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was so bad uh, that the at the event, uh, this was before the game, it was so bad and it was so smoky because they, they blew up so much stuff and people got so rowdy that uh, the game was canceled. And I think the White Sox had to forfeit the game. Um, but yeah, it's, but other than that, that little history lesson, um, listen to artists like um, uh, Patrice Russian and um, Midnight Star. Uh, you can consider Michael Jackson's Thriller as post-disco. And off the wall is disco. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, and 
you know, for, you know, anyone with, you know, black parents, they know about uh, Sherelle and Alexander O'Neill and the Daz Band and Evelyn Champagne King and Cameo. So uh, Cameo. artists like that. Um, and I got a I got a playlist that is ongoing um, of those kinds of artists. I know knowing your mom, I know she like she slammed that rewind button on all that music when you were growing up. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? She didn't have she didn't have a lot of tapes. She had the forty fives. Oh, okay. Um, she actually actually has a, like playing a, in her house. Yeah, <laughs> she has a decent vinyl collection. She doesn't play them anymore, but there's a decent vinyl collection. Um. That's always yeah. fun finding that collection. Um, and I mean, I remember when I found my parents' collection; it was all over the place. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. I did. I really like that type of stuff. And I I, I I totally forgot about the term post disco, though. I totally thought forgot about that. Well, we, and I, I'm reading I, up. On- I think we like briefly talked about it when we had the. Uh, it was the. Uh, now Rogers Bernard Edwards episode mm-hmm. where basically disco died only in America. In America. <laughs> it, didn't die. it evolved <laughs> everywhere else around the world. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's still going to this day. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, uh, let's look at the Billboard 100. And uh, at number one on the Hot 100, uh, even though we worry about them, Sometimes uh, they have the number yeah. one song, so they don't take time off. Right. So. <laughs> uh, working group and show business, man. <laughs> so Dynamite by BTS debuts at number one. What do you think they get for their efforts? Uh, a few hours of sleep. A few hours <laughs> before they have to. So get like back four, four hours. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Four. Oh, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> Four hours. Too much. I said a few. We're talking about three. The literal definition of a few. What's their normal? What's their hours. normal? What's their normal night of sleep? Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes to an hour, bro. <laughs> it's enough time to nod off and get back to dancing. I'm, I'm joking, of course. I really hope that's not happening. But um, after seeing them perform, <clears throat> they're tight enough to make me think that that that, that is their schedule. Um, they did not miss a beat. My guess would be is that they uh, got to have separate email addresses again. <laughs> <laughs> You're making them sound like they're prisoners. Wait, no, yeah, they are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, dropping from number one, is I've been pronouncing it WAP, and apparently I'm not supposed to pronounce it that way because that is an Italian slur. Um, really? Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's funny because I was listening to an NPR because I'm that type of guy. NPR podcast, and they were talking about that, and some and some guy kind of was like, "What'd you say?" Like, <laughs> uh... <laughs> and I was like, and they were like, "That's how you say the song," like you know. But yeah, it's I honestly I want to think I heard it from Justin. <laughs> We were watching um, one of the Transformers movies, the one with all the stereotypes in it. And that all of them? Yeah, but one, there was one where, like, they were really coming through. Like, like they didn't just, like, harp on just black folks. Like, they were harping on everybody. And I was like, 
come on, Michael Bay. Like, come come on, man. Like, oh, there was yeah, some... There was like a samurai robot, right? Yeah, there was a samurai. There was a drunk um, Scottish man. There was the, the, like, really kind of impish Italian guy. It was just, it was, he ran the gamut. He really showed um, his, he showed out in that one. And yeah, he had the samurai one. It was insane. I was like, all right, man, whatever. Um, I did see someone make a TikTok if, um, if Celine Dion sang the song. That oh, was well, a very interesting that. take. Uh, but that song's number two this week. Number three, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake featuring Lil Durk. Uh, number four, Rockstar by The Baby featuring Roddy Rich. Uh, I think it's produced by Dr. Luke. I think I heard that one this weekend too. Um, I think that kind of explains why it sounds like really, really poppy, slick. Very, yeah. yeah, very slick. Um, <clears throat> number five, Blinding Lights by The Weekend. Number six, What's Poppin', Jack Harlow. Featuring the baby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. Number seven, Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. Did you hear that song over the weekend? I, I'd heard that one before, and I, that's the one I talked about last time that has the really awful slapback echo vo- on the vocals. Um, oh, the John, 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 John Lennon, Lennon. The John Lennon vocals, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I heard another song from the album, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and guess he does it on every song. Because it's on the slapback vocals um effect is on that song too and I, I hate that like it's uh, but I digress I'm not gonna rant <laughs> <laughs> alright um, number 8 Roses by St. John number 9 Savage Love by Josh 685 and Jason Computer um, <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that song and I don't it I don't know. I don't like it. That's all. He's banned from my house, so I can't play him. <laughs> what, Josh 685 or Jason Computer? Jason Computer is banned in my house. I have to sneak and listen to that stuff. Why? why, why is she, hates, she hates him. She just hates his music. <laughs> like, since I met her, like, it was kind of one of those things like, you know, I like Honey Mustard. I like Alabama football, and I hate Jason Derulo. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know why, but it's just torture to her. She does not like his music. I, I, um, I, I, uh, I sympathize there. Um, I, I agree. It's torture. Uh, and number ten, proving he is not a one-hit wonder. Before you go, by Louis Capaldi. Uh, I haven't heard this song, but hey, he has a second hit. Which uh, is two more than we expected, honestly. <laughs> was he again? Was he was he on one of those shows? No, no. Um, okay. Well, he's one of those, and I feel like I, I don't know. And 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 if you have an opinion on this, please give one, Eric. Only white sure people, only white artists, can um, have a hit song with a ballad. Hmm. Eh, I mean, John Legend. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Other than that, I've got nothing. I got yeah, it. That was like ten years ago. Play that's when someone's driveway. <laughs> no, all of me. That's a. Oh, okay, 
six years uh, ago. Yeah, all really a lot of his songs. He had a hit with with uh, what's the name of that song? You know, the one with the computer and I'm sure I avoided it. I don't remember now. The one with the but computer. No, I mean, I, I think <laughs> no, it's not. He did song with Jason Derulo. Ordinary people. Oh, oh okay. okay, that was like six years ago, <laughs> if not more. Yeah, that was way. I was in college. I sung that in college. Um, <laughs> um, Bruno Mars. What was his? It's been a while since he had a ballad. I should have brought you flowers. Was that a hit? Yeah, that was a while. Mm-hmm. And I kind of Versace on the floor. I mean, like, nowadays you just don't really hear ballads. And looking at his page, I mean, he's essentially a singer-songwriter. So that's all you're going to get from someone like him. That's just what they do, you know. Unless you're unless you're um, Ed Sheeran and you break out of that mold. All right, uh, let's look at go the... get Pharrell to break out of that mold. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the Billboard 200. These are the albums. Still at number one, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Uh, number two, the Whitney Houston record too this week. What was that? I'll I'll look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll look it up though. Um, number two, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Number three, um, Legends Never Die by Juice World. Number four, Hamilton, the soundtrack, basically. Debuting at number five, King's Disease by Nas. Number six, My Turn by Lil Baby. Number seven, Pray for Love by Rod Wave. Number eight, Imploding the Mirage by The Killers. Debuting at number eight. Number nine, Blame It on Baby by The Baby. And number 10, he's back in. I don't know. I think he was back the last episode, but he's still there. Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone (laughs) is hanging around in the top 10 (laughs) uh, per usual. So um, so she tied a record. Um, She tied... Whitney Houston for um, number of weeks atop the Hot 200 for a female. Hmm. So she's currently in her sixth week, and so she's tying. She ties Whitney Houston, which, um, I mean, for an album that doesn't seem to have a ton of hit singles, it's pretty impressive. Um, but I mean, as we know, she's got a fervent fan base. So, yeah, but good on her. All right, let's look at the artist. <clears throat> Uh, 100 um number one well they have a, the number one song and uh they're normally in this top 10 <laughs> bts is number one they were number three last week number two taylor swift number three juice world number four harry styles number five they have a new album the killers number six pop smoke number seven drake number eight luke combs being a nice guy again, I guess. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> number 15. I'm oh, sorry, he's number 15 last week. Lil Baby's number 15 last week. He's number 9 this week. And also back in the top 10, Post Malone. Um, Eric, have we told you the, the rules uh, to be in the Artist 100? What we feel the rules no, are? I don't, I don't think so. If if I did know, I'd know no longer. It's, it's very simple. One of <laughs> Very simple. Uh, one, you put out a new song or new album, and uh, or two, you die. 
Oh, okay. The second yeah, one's kind of grim. <laughs> it makes sense. It 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 fits. So yeah, that's why we have Juice World and Pop Smoke one. still in the top ten. Yeah. The week he died, number one. Yeah. Tom Petty, number yeah. one. I, uh, the I'm trying to think. Were we doing? Was this that one? Yeah. There's number one. It's very grim. Uh, Juice World was number one. Lincoln yeah, Park. Yeah. It's it's almost undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Those late flowers. No, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, let's look at the, uh, the VMAs, which happened last week. Uh, I did not watch them at all. Did either of you watch it? Not on purpose. (laughs) 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 So, so, um, YouTube TV, uh, recently brokered a deal with, um, with, uh, Viacom, which is the parent company of MTV. Much to my chagrin, because it, it made my cable bill go up like ten bucks, ten bucks, my YouTube bill. Um, so we're still deciding if we're going to keep it. But on every, and I mean every single Viacom channel had the VMAs. Hmm. hmm. I'm not, I think even BET. Every single, it was on like ten channels. So I, I mean, by mistake, <laughs> I saw a bit <laughs> of it, and then I turned because I just had no interest. Looking at the performances here. Because I don't think we talked about the the performances that came up, but uh, the um, the guy who Eminem turned into a rock star, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you say, no, are you saying that he 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 dissed him so bad he quit Seriously. rapping? He has, <laughs> what else is it? What else? Oh, is no, it? No, no, actually, like I was playing uh, that's funny Tony as Hawk hell last night. And then a Machine Gun Kelly song comes on, and I'm thinking he's about to start rapping, but no, it was absolutely rock. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Way too. <laughs> Do you like that game? Do you like the game? Oh, I love it. It's amazing. I'm thinking about getting it. You I've should. been asking everyone. You should. Uh, well, and he... I heard most of the original soundtrack is there as well. It is, yeah. Oh, no, no. Plus Machine Gun Kelly. So <laughs> take, take it as you will. <laughs> Can I skip that song? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he did two songs um, uh, with, I think, did you tell me that Bloody Valentine had Travis Barker on it? Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of these songs that okay. he and others like him are doing, I think he's playing just, he's not leaving, he's like Josh Freeze, he won't leave the studio. <laughs> okay. He's just playing on everything. Yeah. And he had another has another song called "My Ex's Best Friend" with Black Bear. I think that song is with Black Bear. Okay. Um. So uh, I guess the show went off without a hitch. Uh, let's look at the awards here. So, video of the year went to "Blinding Lights" by The Weeknd. Um. I haven't seen that one, but a lot of these I haven't seen. Uh, song of the year. Went to "Rain on Be- Rain on Me" by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Okay, Lady Gaga is Artist of the Year. Okay, uh, BTS. Yeah, some of these is named Best Group. Uh, Doja Cat is named Best New Artist. Uh, "Rain on Me" was Best Collaboration. BTS won the Best Pop Video. Megan Thee Stallion won the Best Hip Hop Video for "Savage." The Weeknd won Best R&B Video for Blinding Lights. Is The Weeknd R&B? I, I, like, 
just because he's black doesn't mean it's necessarily automatically R and B. On MTV, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's all R and B. I mean, yeah. like, no, no offense. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, he kind of sings R and B ish style. You know, I don't know, man. Blinding <laughs> Light sounds like, like a throwaway <laughs> song from Scarface. Okay. That is not R&B. <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds, it's, I mean, it's a rip on the 80s, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it came on the 80s, I think it's a pop song, if I'm just being real. Mm. Uh, BTS won another one for best K-pop video. That's not even fair. Why, why are they competing in that, comp- in that category? It's a thing. They found five other videos to win in that category. Um, that no one knows. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, Maluma featuring J Balvin won Best Latin Video. Coldplay won Best Rock Video. Machine Gun Kelly won Best Alternative Video. <laughs> um, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber won for Best Music Video from Home. Okay. Um, Cinco the Latin American boy band um, was uh, one for best quarantine performance for MTV unplugged at home. Uh, All right. And her won best video for good, which is like video with a social message. Um, Taylor Swift won for best direction for the man. And she directed her own video. Um. Yeah, I think that's, that's the that's, category. Yeah, it is. And the uh, right. we talked about to where we didn't know what the Video Vanguard Award, who it was going to, <laughs> and they came up with this new award called the Tricon. Um. Yeah, that was that was different. Yeah. So the Tricon Award is, um, uh, I, I don't know. It, I, just, I didn't see the Vanguard Award, so I don't know if they've retired it or they didn't know who to give it to. I mean, it could have gone to Lady Gaga, but the tri- they yeah, gave her the Tricon Award instead of the Video Vanguard Award. Um, probably the only person I could think of worth giving it to. Um, at this point. Okay, so I'm reading here. It says it honors her for her multifaceted career as a musician, actress, philanthropist, fashion influence, and more. So maybe it's a all-in-one type thing? Because there were a lot of people on Twitter just saying, did they really sit here and try to change the name of the Vanguard Award to Tricon? So maybe it's a a jack-of-all-trades type of award. Yeah, um, MTV has not clarified whether this would replace the Vanguard Award. I mean, and this is not me ripping on her, all power to her. Outside of um, A Star is Born, has she done other movies? Um, mm-hmm. She was on, the only thing I know she was on was uh, American Horror Story. Oh, and she was nominated good. for a Golden Globe for that. Um, that mask is wild. It's like red with horns coming out of it. 
She's doing whatever she wants. I love it. <laughs> but, yeah. that, but that's, that's yeah, about it. I'm very, I'm very curious though to see, you know, what that becomes. Is it gonna, is it gonna be, or do they just go like, yeah, it didn't work, and next year they're back with the Vanguard? Because MTV's, MTV's weird like that, man. <laughs> they'll try something out, they'll give it the old college try, and then they're like, eh, that didn't work, and then they'll just, you know, stop doing it. Yeah, remember they're not explain um, it. Remember their uh, when they had the, those icon shows. Read my mind. What happened to that? <laughs> if I mean, and they much. honored some like great artists, you know, Janet yeah. Jackson, Aerosmith. There were some great artists, and I figured they'd keep doing it. But yeah, like you said, it might have cost too much because it was like another VMAs with all of the the performers that would bring on. Yeah. Um. So I just, you know, I I wish that's something they would have kept doing, but that's just MTV. I mean, they just, you know. Hey, they stopped doing your mama. You know, it's just. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I think that will do be enough for our music news. Ben, tell us about your earworm of the week. Word up. So um, as I was saying before, just um, for some reason, I love this about Spotify and the streaming era how you can just go and listen to things that whereas you would have had to go buy the entire album. Now you can just stream it. So I went and um, basically just listened, uh, essentially cover to cover, the Till Tuesday album, uh, Voices Carry. And um, <clears throat> really just listened to the song Voices Carry a lot because I'm going to try to cover it. I tried it this past Saturday. It was all right. Um, I'll try it again. It'll be better by this Saturday, though. It's, it's got to be. I got no choice. Um, so yeah, but I've been listening to this song a lot. I love the chorus, nice open chords. They throw in an A minor seven. I love seventh chords. Um, I'm gonna stop music nerding out though. So yeah, there you go. Sorry, turn my mic down for a second. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know if Ben and Eric will be able to hear this song, but you, the listener, will be able to hear it. Uh, so we're going to play till Tuesday's um, voices carry. I was trying to pull up also when they won. Did or they? I know they were nominated for a VMA, probably for best new artist, I believe. So mm-hmm. I think so. Um, we'll figure that out shortly. So uh, here's the song, and we'll be right back. Uh-oh. 
Alright, that is Voices Carry by Till Tuesday from their album, Voices Carry. Because that's what you did in the 80s. Whichever the hit <laughs> single is, that's the name of the album. <laughs> we need to bring that back. <laughs> um, so, we started the program, we started this particular episode with the opening scene from the 2005 film Hustle and Flow. And uh, that's the film we're going to be talking about on this particular episode. Um, first of all, did, did either of you see this film in the theaters? No. No. Did either of you see it for the first time within the last couple of weeks? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, while I was working, also while I was working out. Well, let's say I was on my lunch break while working from home. I put it on, um, and that's how I saw it on one of my 22-inch computer monitors. I'm sure the way the director intended it. <laughs> but I did have a subwoofer. I did have a subwoofer, so, you know, whoop that trick, did knock. You know, hard out here for a pimp, did knock. So the audio is definitely correct. I agree. I'm glad I finished it on a different TV because that TV had a subwoofer that had the speakers and when whoop that trick came on, I was like, "Yeah, I hear that bass." I felt it. It was a moment. <laughs> it was it was knocking. Yes. Um, well, since this is a a film I I'd seen a couple of times. Um, Did you see it in theaters, Greg? I want to say yes. I think I in did. Carrollton? <laughs> well, it might have been Douglasville. It might have been Douglasville. <laughs> like in Carrollton, that's the movie they would have protested. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, well, I have some notes, but do either of you have any notes? Uh, either of you can go first. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, first off, it... I couldn't tell it. So that first opening scene, by the way, um, that was weird. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to make of it. Um, and it didn't help that the first time I watched it, I watched it on BET plus and it was edited. Oh, why? And when I realized that when I realized that I turned it off and um, I just rented it from Amazon, <laughs> I, I was like, Chris Rock, I can't watch an edited movie. Um, and it didn't disappoint unedited. Um, but the first thing I said was I just I had never seen that side of Terrence Howard before. It was different. I know you have like your your nicknames, Happenstance Howard and Ravenstance Howard. <laughs> that only applies to glitter. Pippenstance. I was gonna say is this Pippenstance Howard. <laughs> I think we got we gotta call him that now. <laughs> it was just weird. Like he had this this overdone southern accent mm -hmm. and um the curly hair you know that he had in curls that he would he would comb back and and then she gets out and goes and turns a trick yeah and on top of that it's gritty it's grainy um which i'm pretty sure the director had to have chosen on purpose to give it that feel you know, it's, it's it's gritty and grainy, but then the colors pop because you know he's got high um 
is highly saturated. It was just it was it was of its time and you could tell it was made by MTV. And some of it I think has aged like milk. So let me let me let me back up and so like age like wine, it you know, has aged well, age like milk is you know, some of the some of those parts have kind of aged like milk. Yeah. I'll say that. Crunk pictures has aged like milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I saw that, I was like, well, we know when this was made. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're still not around. If they have, they've changed their name. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what was your first, first uh, thing that came to mind in the first few minutes? The first few minutes, I realized that this was the birth of the main. Uh, <laughs> this is where it all started. Um, I was aware oh, of Terrence Howard before and after, oh, but God. this is really where the mind is the strongest. And I, you know, I've seen you know Iron Man one, I've seen Empire, you know, and there's a mind in there every now and then. But this is the mind, like this is <laughs> the shakiest. This is the mainest uh, Terrence Howard has probably ever been in his life, and. Um, I appreciated that. that. So that's the very first thing I noticed. I'm like, oh, this is it. I, I'm here. You know? You know, it's not exaggerated. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, that is nice, really nice movie out here. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Um, definitely thing about the movie and i like other things but that was that's what I like. <laughs> yeah it like uh, it has to be shaky he so- has to sound like on the like he's on the verge of tears um, <laughs> it's funny because i thought that when i watched him in crash i was like every scene he looks like he is holding back tears <laughs> same thing here every scene he looked like he was like he was fighting for his life <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was. He took that when he took that keyboard over to his house, that dude's house, Andy Anderson's character's house, and he's sitting there playing that for him. I was like, you, you probably gonna have to shoot this guy to get him to leave. Like he is rapping for his life. Like his wife came in there, and he did not stop. He just kept going. Rap of my life, man. <laughs> um, what's funny is that he like this. It almost sounds like every things that are happening happening are like mythical, or just or, I mean maybe it is happenstance. Uh, this this is happenstance. Howard goes to Memphis, um, <laughs> like the homeless man just coming up to him with a keyboard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of day uh, with uh, Deus Amakinas. A machine De, or whatever. De, you know, Deus es machina. Deus ex, yeah, Deus yes. Ex machina. Deus es machina. I, I still said it wrong. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he just gives him a keyboard and he goes home and he just, you know, we kind of get a semi montage of him learning how to make beats on a Casio keyboard, which I feel like is like the producer story. Yeah, man, I just had a Casio keyboard, man. I was just making it was, you know, it was. It was so cliche, but it happened. So it's, it's kind of hard to be mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this happens, but damn it, it happens a lot. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I hadn't seen this movie in a while. So 
I had this question. Um, what does a pimp actually do? Uh, because it's, um, I think like the, it kind of, it may have shattered. It shattered for me, I guess, whatever I thought a pimp actually does or what he is did not really occur in this film. Cause there are some things that maybe just because based on what I've seen in previous movies and on TV, um, (laughs) he is, uh, like <laughs> it may, the the song is hard out here for a pimp. It, it actually is hard, like because <laughs> it is difficult. You have to you have to you have to. You're managing though. people. You're yeah, managing personalities. Manager. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I always thought of pimps as hoe managers. He was giving a coaching talk <laughs> to his main hoe. Yeah, yeah, the pep just, talk. He was just like, you know, you got basically trying to convince her. You know, it's it's like that book I read. I had to read. Start with why. That's what he was trying to do, man. He was trying to. This is why you need to do that. And then what did she do? She went out there and did it. It's good yeah. manager. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, manager. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was a good pimp. Like she kind of talked to him in any kind of way. Yeah. See, that's why I was wondering. Like, disrespectful. Is she like? Is it is it like a give and take relationship? Is it supposed to be a give and take relationship, or you know, uh, is is he just letting them talk any kind of way to him? Yeah, I felt like some of the other things, like a pimp named Slipback, probably would have hurt some of these women. Yeah, definitely not. Wouldn't have happened to a pimp named Slipback. Well, yeah, that, a pimp named that's, Slipback ain't putting up with that. That is a cartoon, but. <laughs> yes, in the cartoons, yes, yes. That this he this have, he, he, he would not have tolerated this. <laughs> I mean, I think, and not to skip too far ahead, I think honestly, the most uncomfortable I got with their relationship was when he needed a microphone, and he basically pimped her out for a microphone. We'll um, get to that. That was kind of where she drew the line. But yeah, that's you know, in, in terms of him being a pimp, that's the only time I felt like he was intimidating. <laughs> Otherwise, he's just like, all right, man, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. I kind of felt like <laughs> I didn't even feel like he was intimidating in that scene. I just felt like it was kind of a, a jerk move. Like, oh, you should have done that. But it wasn't like <laughs> it was I like but her like, and her I reaction. Show I ass. It was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I'll put a man. And that was just it. <laughs> and, then, and then she was upset. I didn't feel threatened by him at all. <laughs> 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 man. I got what she felt bad, but I'm like, all right. I mean, you are a a, a literal cocoa. I mean, (laughs) but there's a like the and getting. Yeah, we'll get to. I get to this other point in a second to why that scene, to why like the character reacted the way she did. There's a reason for that, and it kind of changed what this movie is to where maybe it did age like milk. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I did write the note happenstance Anderson because <laughs> Anthony Anderson just <laughs> happens to walk into that convenience store yep. um, to buy all those batteries. But then I didn't see the batteries put to use. So those were wired I mics. That was interesting. I was like, yeah. what were the batteries for? <laughs> like that was bad writing. That was 
That was, I mean, unless microphones were, the mics he was using back then were very different um, back in 2005, 2004 when they filmed this. But, I mean, other than a wireless mic, yeah, I've never used a mic that required batteries other than a wireless mic. Well, otherwise, then, in that case, I don't know what the batteries were for. Yeah, Cause I don't they, know. Because the next scene, that scene had wired mics. Yeah. Um, very good scene, by the way. Um, I I really, really like that scene. I love the performance. And I loved yeah. His his you know reaction to the performance is if he kind of realized that he wanted to create, he wanted to be an artist, and that kind of started his road to becoming an artist. And I really dug that. Yeah, um, I realized in the the scene where uh, I guess when he he talks to Suge, Taraji's character talks to Suge about. Um, you know, kind of what he wants to do. And she talks about kind of the weird dream she's having since she's pregnant. And mm-hmm. I think that I realized, and then it kind of, it kind of grew f- throughout the movie. I think that's the moment that DJ realizes he's in love with Suge mm. because so I, her I sympathizing with him scares the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. I wondered that for the whole movie like what is his relationship with all of these women Um, I couldn't quite get I was like is that his girlfriend and then the other chick that he kicked on like is that his girlfriend <laughs> it's like well I know the white chick ain't his girlfriend so it's just like it was just it was kind of weird and then to see him kick her out and then at the end have this really long and weird kiss with Suge I was like okay so that was his girlfriend and now this is his girlfriend. I, I okay. It well, I, weird. I kind of saw it as I may be totally wrong, but this, this just my after having watched it again, what I, what I think it is. Each woman represents um, what he thinks of himself. Oh, we didn't do. Hmm. See, now we're getting deep. I was <laughs> wanting this. I thought this movie was going to be deeper. I mean, it won, an, it won an Oscar, and he was nominated for another one. I heard a lot of good things about this when it came out um, and it was not as deep, but it's, now it's, you're giving it some depth. It's, it's probably not that deep, but, <laughs> but no, 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 it, no, it's kind of how it seems himself to where um, uh, Lex or Lexus, I can't remember. I can't remember what her name exactly was. Paula J. Parker's character. Um, she, that's how he sees himself like in a negative way. Like if he thinks like, I'm not going to be anything. This is all I have. Um, I'm not going to do any better than this. And that's how, and it comes out in how she talks to him. Um, Nola is where he, he has no idea where he wants to, what he wants to do really. Like it's kind of a, or, or just being, or just being complacent with, um, with where he is. And then Suge is, he knows he can be something better because of how she, how she talks to him, how she like, you know, she brought in the, she bought the lava lamp. <laughs> she bought up the chain, <laughs> you know, she believed in him, you know? Yeah. She doesn't know what, what's, how it's going to turn out, but she believes it can be something. It's going to be something positive. Um, so it's she, she and she seemed like the most excited. Yeah, 
when he started making music and and I okay no that's that's like some film essay shit right there man. That's, <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's just kind of things I deep. thought of. Um, another note I had was when uh, Clyde and his wife sit down to dinner and she just starts talking about her day. One, that scene went on a lot longer than I thought. And two, did she take a breath at all? Like, did she breathe? (laughs) She just, she just kept on going. (laughs) So I will say that was one of the more transparent parts of the movie where it's just like, they're clearly going to have marital issues. (laughs) She is talking at him. He is not listening. Yeah, it's not um, a conversation. A he could not answer it because he wasn't listening. <laughs> Saved by the bell, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's hanging out with a bunch of, with a pimp and a bunch of whores, and she don't like that. And then what does she do? She brings him sandwiches. I saw that coming a mile away. I was like, she's going to eventually turn around and be like, I believe in what you're doing, honey. Here's some sandwiches and some dipping sauce in the middle. And I'm going to sit here in the studio and listen to y'all make this ratchet music. <laughs> it was a very predictable story. I was actually I mean it was I guess you need something like that in a movie like this though where there's there's a lot going on. Um like for the type of movie it was with the straightforward plot, there was a lot going on, I felt. Which was fine with me, but you needed something predictable for it to just, you know. And honestly, I felt like the movie could have been longer to kind of maybe show a little bit more of like maybe what Anthony, what's his name? K, what key was key or Clyde, maybe even show what, um, what Shelby was as well. You know, like you really, you kind of get a, a pretty good portrait of, of DJ, but not of anyone else. I feel. And that would have been cool. Maybe it would have made Anthony or key, excuse me, try to use this character's name his story a little bit better because towards the middle, you kind of see like he wants to make it just as bad as DJ wants to make it. Well, I, I and, you can look at it as um, key and Shelby are reflections of DJ. What I mean by that is they are, they want to be more than what they are. Like Shelby yeah. talked about, he 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 puts candy and stuff in vending machines all day, mm-hmm. and Key records court depositions. <laughs> so, and but yeah. they have the talent to do more than that. Like Key can be a music yeah. producer. Shelby can play the keyboards and, and make beats in a matter of seconds. So even though he's white, <laughs> <laughs> so they you see that they can be more. And they yeah. want this to work. Like you said, they want it to work as bad as DJ does because they're kind of in the same mind space that he is like, man, I wish there was something I could do. And then yeah. this opportunity presents itself to where, Hey, we can make something out of this. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, okay. We're, so we're those- past the, 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 the walking and talking well, scene. Um, the we well, in charge scene. An interesting, <laughs> an interesting um, cameo. So the um, the guy in the convenience store, the clerk, that's yeah. Josie Scott. Yes. Okay. I was like that. That's he's the 
lead singer yeah. of some band. I just can't remember what it is. Saliva. He used to be. Apparently, he is. he's no longer their singer, but they're a Memphis band. So okay. they really did go out and get, like, Memphis you know, Memphis musicians for this. I, I wish Skinny Black would have been a Memphis musician. I think that would have really made it hit home. But I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, okay, that's an interesting cameo of him because, I mean, he... Um, of course, Saliva is one of those rap rock bands, and he's even done guest, you know, a la kind of like a Zach De La Roca. He's done guest spots on some rapper stuff. So in- interesting, very interesting cameo there. I think there was some stuff that, that may have been cut as far as Skinny Black's character. And Ludacris probably came recommended from Terrence Howard after they did Crash. I mm, I, yeah. I felt like that might have been the connection there. Yeah, um, I think there's a little bit more, though. Yeah, and I, I agree. There probably were some... some um, some cut scenes because I felt like by the time we got to the end of the movie where they're talking, I felt like we should have known more about him. And mm-hmm. that might have been because there were more scenes and yeah. So yeah, I agree, I agree with you. <laughs> um, I did have this question also. What was that room before it became the studio? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Never thought about it. It wasn't the kitchen. Um, it wasn't the... <laughs> Uh, I don't think it was the dining room. It had its own door. Um, it was always the studio. It was always going to be the studio. <laughs> it was always the studio. <laughs> when he put up his... It's so funny because as he's putting up the cup holders, I'm like, that is poor man soundproof. <laughs> yeah, if honestly. I've ever I, seen it. I was going to bring that up, that that was very reminiscent of uh, when I made my mixtape back in 2016. I did not staple cup holders to the wall. However, <laughs> I definitely... Um, Use egg cartons. No, I, oh. I, I thumb tacked <laughs> comforters to the walls. Nice. Okay. To, okay. Uh, to kind of soundproof. And um, it just reminded like uh, all of that, all of that studio stuff, just turning off the fan and being hot as shit. This entire mm-hmm. movie, by the way, is hot as shit. Yeah. Everything's hot. How hot Memphis is. But, yes. um, but yeah, it definitely brought back memories of just. Uh, Let's use the term Jimmy Riggin for <laughs> to not use the other term <laughs> uh, of just Jimmy Riggin stuff together just to make it work. And um, I really enjoy that aspect of the movie. But, yeah, definitely had comforters on the wall. Now, if I record anything, I'm like literally putting my microphone in a closet and recording in there. And it's hot as shit in there, too. But it, it works. So definitely uh, props to the innovation. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you got to do. Absolutely. Soundproofing is, is expensive, man. It is. I'm looking at the scene again on YouTube, and I'm I'm really trying to figure out what this room is. Um, <laughs> I have no clue. Maybe another bedroom. It might have been maybe where um, it looks really uh, cool. where um, God, what's her name? Lexus slept. Maybe I don't know. No, maybe that's why she got mad. No, because when they were all no. living there, and then like. He was given the baby and he when he oh, first yeah. plays with the keyboard, it's just like a table and a couple chairs in there. Oh, God, I was gonna say maybe it was his room. But yeah, you're right. There was nothing in there. Yeah. Oh, you know what, though? I bet you it was where he I think it was because there was a triple beam in there. Mm. I think that's where he cut up where he um cut up the drugs and packaged them. There's a triple beam sitting next to it. I remember that. OK, that that's possible. I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, now to y'all, like that's what, that's what I said. Like I don't, I don't know what I, what I, you know, if what I, my analysis was that deep, 
but did this movie seem a little more preachy or philosophical than you maybe anticipated? Certain parts. Hmm. It definitely had a message. Um, I don't think it was more preachy than I expected it to, though. I mean, it... it... Well, no, go Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the message was be in control of your own destiny, hands on the wheel. That's the thesis statement of Hustle Mm -hmm. and Flow. And um, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, uh, there was a, a few, a, a few scenes to where, like where Shelby talks about how rap is coming back to the South and kind of like just that speech there, it, it kind of changed the tone for the movie for me <laughs> because then, um, key has his speech about, you know, like it ain't over for me, you know? Um, yeah. And what interesting about that scene is that they were at the. I don't know if it was a car show or something that you just do on Saturday nights or something like that. Um, I wanted to see a little more of that, a little more of Memphis. I think the only thing like, okay, maybe a couple of the faces you may recognize, but it's not definitively Memphis to me, but maybe Mm -hmm. that's that part. Doesn't that wasn't what they were going for. To for it to be Ooh. about Memphis, it was more about this particular character. But I kind of yeah. still want to see a little more of the culture mm-hmm. of at least the hip hop culture uh, in Memphis, just to I get agree. just so there could be more of a feel, so the audience can kind of get more of an idea of uh, the character and how you know. Not to say that anybody in Memphis can rap, but if you are part of the culture, then. Um, you know, it can give people ideas about, you know, how the, if there any kind of art, whether it's it in music or, or TV, film, whatever. Uh, but I wanted to see a little more of the city, uh, the city culture in that way. Um, one line that was funny to me is that when there was, when Shelby was talking about what he does, his day job, he putting snacks and stuff in vending machines and, He's like, and I smell like sticky buns and Skittles. And then Nola says, I thought my job sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that was awkward. awkward. (laughs) Uh, That's yeah, that's more. I don't know how if that was. I don't know if they were playing it, if they were being really clever with putting that line in there, but that was, that was really clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um, so looking more at kind of like the creative process here and Eric, you can, I'm sure you can relate here. I did like the, I liked their squabble in the studio between key and DJ and I felt it was a very important scene uh, for two reasons. A, I think it showed the audience the difference between, and this is what I said, a musician and an artist. And it also showed the audience how you can become an artist. Anyone, so I look at it kind of like, you know, in my instrument that I've played for over 20 years, guitar. Anyone can get good at guitar. All it takes is practice. Not anyone, but not just anyone can write music, which is why an artist like a John Mayer is so 
interesting because John Mayer is an incredibly accomplished guitar player. But then John Mayer can also write these, you know, number one hit Grammy winning songs. He can be an artist and a musician. And I felt that when Key was like, you know, all you're doing is freestyle. We just, you're just flowing. We need a hook. We need a song. That's the difference between a dude that can just rap and like a star, a person who can actually come up with something that's going to make your head nod, that's going to make you really kind of go. And sometimes you need the producer for that. And sometimes you don't, you know, like that's one of the things I know a lot of people and maybe not so much now because, you know, we know we got ghostwriters and stuff. But that's the thing that a lot of people give Drake credit for is he's not just a rapper. He's a, he's a writer. He's an artist. Um, I, I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on that, on that part. Um, um, yeah, go, you go, I, you go ahead. Yeah, I'll be quick about it. I think that that is a very good point. And people often ask, why can't people who battle rap come out with good songs? And that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much it. Because <laughs> yeah. you have to uh, you have to be able to relate to the people and you have to give them, uh, you know, that rhythm and not just, you know, cool words that you'll think about five years later and be like, oh, I got it. Like, that's cool. And, um, you know, that's the kind of shit I'm into. However... Most people are not. So um, to appeal to the masses, I think not even being able to hear the specific lyrics to the song, uh, people have to kind of like it. You know, you yeah. you have to give them that head bob, like, as you said, and um, and really be more of an easy listen. I think Drake is a pretty easy rapper to listen to, yeah. as opposed to a uh, a Tech Nine or or even an yeah. uh, uh, Eminem for the past ten fucking years. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're good at it. it however, I don't want to listen to it. So um, I think that's really the di- dichotomy of mm-hmm. being a rapper and being a an artist. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, neither is I bad. Agree with that. You know, it's just, yeah. Because it's like the, the one thing I thought of is like when you, you said the battle rap, because the thing I was thinking of is all those... Um, and you probably see people post this on Facebook, like, oh, this is a real rapper. And it's some guy like freestyling on on Funkmaster Flex's show or. Yes. Well, more likely Funkmaster, Funkmaster Flex, because Sway would have like actual like uh, successful, popular rappers and sometimes other celebrities. <laughs> but Funkmaster Flex will have some guy I've never heard of uh, <laughs> freestyle for like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, OK, well, like. I, I, and I never see him anywhere else again, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I like, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, I don't see him getting signed. I don't know. Can he put a song together? Uh, hey, is he featured on anybody's, um, anybody's songs, anybody's albums. And it is it, kind of like you said, like there has to be some kind of relatability between the artist and the audience as far as the content that they put out. And, if you're just someone who's just, you know, freestyling for minutes at a time, then, you know, what, what does the audience get from that? You know, it has to be something that they can, they can relate to. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing we said with battle rappers. Like I've heard the name Charlie clips. I would not recognize him if he was, you know, sitting right across from me. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, it 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 does take that to as far as like making something that people can relate to because mm-hmm. it's kind of it kind of goes back to what Shelby was saying like every man has the right 
to contribute a verse? Like, what do you want to say? What, what is, what is your story? And that is what I think that's what key is trying to get out of DJ. Like, what's your story? I definitely felt like the songs were more story driven too than a lot of Southern rap. And I mean, I say that as someone who is not a big fan of Southern rap, um, outside of like maybe Outkast and and you know maybe some early, um, some early Lil Wayne, which is weird because to hate him, but like I'm just not a huge fan of a lot of Southern rap. But I found myself enjoying these songs, um, even though I know I mean I know on Hard Out Here for a Pimp that was three six, was that them on the other tracks as well? Like on, on Whoop That Trick, were they rapping those? I think it was um. What was his name? Fraser Boy. I think he he co-wrote his heart out here for a pimp. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, Fraser Boy and DJ Paul and Juicy J did its heart heart out here for a pimp. And for the other songs, I think they did all the, or at least the original songs, uh, together. Uh, let's see. When he answered the door and he asked him to turn down the music, I was like, that's DJ Paul. And instantly I was like, he's not going to turn it down. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to take your weed. He's not going to turn it down and instantly stay fly came, stay high came in my head. I was like, DJ Paul is a dog when you do not, you do not trust. Um, <laughs> he's not yeah. going to turn it down. But he turned it down. So I was, I was like, that's, that's a solid. That's a solid. Yeah, they did. They did those songs together. Okay. With uh with Fraser Boy. Um uh let's see. Um well when <laughs> uh when DJ kicks uh, he kicks Lex out of the house, her and the boy. Um like this a... <laughs> <laughs> like this is the first time uh, this is maybe the only time that a a pimp uh, released a hoe, like release, like you release a player off your team. <laughs> <laughs> like she got waved the, or, or put on the most the... dramatic fashion. <laughs> like in the most, picked her stuff up, threw it outside, picked her up, threw it outside, got the kid, threw it, <laughs> put it outside. Dismissed. Like, take yeah, dis- you were dismissed. And I, I think <laughs> like that was everything. That was um, that was the moment where, you know, if 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 Lex is the how he views himself in a negative way, he had no place for it at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like I he, did get that from that scene too. He had no place for it, so that's why she had to go. Like I I yeah. need people who believe in me. Um, but he's still, you know, there's still Nola cause he, I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to try it anyway. And then yeah. Suge is still there, of course, because like, this is going to work this I'm, I'm, you know, putting positive energy out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, yeah. um, another scene from the recording session, cause those are some of my favorite scenes. Um, as a singer who has trouble singing loud, <laughs> 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 I I felt some type of way about that push that shit scene. <laughs> I was like, just tell her to sing from her diaphragm. 
You're not helping by telling her to well, push Well, he doesn't know that. He doesn't doesn't know sing from the diaphragm. I was like, she's singing as hard as she can, man. Damn. <laughs> I have been that person where they're like, turn down the music, man. He can't. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. Sorry. <laughs> I, I really felt some type of way about that scene. And then just all of a sudden, she just starts singing so beautifully. I'm like, that's not how that works. Like, that is not how that works. Like, you have to be taught to sing. But whatever. It's a movie. So I got over it. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, how did they know Suge could sing? I was wondering that, too. There was no set up. There was no. Yeah. There really was. Like, oh, let's have Suge sing it. She got a lava lamp. She can sing. (laughs) (laughs) It was was the lava lamp. The magic of the lava lamp. Yeah. Um, Or maybe they heard it in her voice when she's like, okay. I I don't know. But I agree. There was no set up there at all. It didn't make sense. Uh, what did y'all think of? Um, because I, it, it could look on the outside as if, well, DJ doesn't have a wife, so he doesn't have to deal with um, these kind of conflicts between a husband and wife as far as like, where are you? What are you doing? You know, those kinds yeah. of phone calls. Um, but what did you think of that exchange where like they're going to record and then key's wife calls and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm in a session. Well, I don't know what I'm going to be out or, you know, and they're arguing back and forth. And then uh, I'm trying to remember what DJ said. He's like, are you ready to work lover boy or something like that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. DJ went in on him. man. <laughs> I thought that was going to be, I was like, Whoa, like what is going on here? Like, it's, I mean, it's different. It's it's one of those things, and I've only been married for a year, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I've been married for 100 years. <laughs> like, that was kind of a part of that, what I felt was like the very telegraph storyline. You know, it's like she didn't seem to really have a life of her own. Um, and when you have someone, I've, I've at least from what I've observed, when you don't have a life of your own and your significant other is your life, if your significant other has a life outside of you, that can cause problems, <laughs> especially if you don't agree with what your significant other is doing, which she clearly didn't. She's like, yeah, I'm supposed to be okay with you being in a house of hoes. Like, are you afraid he's going to do something? Because <laughs> like, if, if you are, then there's other issues, you know, afoot. But then DJ just came and just went in on him talking about like, if you got some, I got, got pussy in the other room. I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that was I felt like that was I wouldn't be surprised if that line was uh was improvised. It probably was. But I like I, it felt improvised. But if you watch that scene though, right, when he says that, then the camera goes to Shelby and like was Shelby expecting uh, DJ to ask if he wanted some ass to? Like <laughs> yeah. I, was it like a what about me look? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, why is the hey, camera on Shelby like, for that? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't here to just weed. <laughs> I mean, Shelby just wants to smoke, right? But I don't know. <laughs> um, until it was th- until it was put on the table. Yeah, he was like, right. Oh, we get that too. Like, yeah, it was like like you know, if you offer it, you know, <laughs> it was like that kind of look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like DJ Paul had some lines, and they just cut him. Like, no, nah, we're not going to have him say anything. You said DJ Qualls? DJ Paul. Oh, DJ Paul? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably not great at the acting thing. 
Yeah, no, I just you have to wonder because I get it. Like you want to put some, you want to put some some Memphis people in there, but yeah, if you can't act, you can't act. And it's just like, do we really want the the awkwardness of him trying to deliver lines? And do we have the time to, all right, take thirty <laughs> to get one line? We're losing, right. we're losing son. Let's, Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're losing. <laughs> I was going to say that I think there are probably some DJ Qualls moments in there that they left out too. Cause um, it sounded like he tried to do a Southern accent and it just didn't. Like maybe just, talk just, normally, didn't just like, talk normally, man. Just talk normally. Yeah. Like there were, you know, him, Anthony Anderson, you kind of heard it come and go a little bit um, like these, these Southern accents. And I mean, sometimes, you know, as someone who was from the South, I, and I, and I don't have an accent, but still, I'm like, is that how y'all think we talk? Like, <laughs> like sometimes I'm a little, you know, like we don't all sound like the most, you know, extreme. Like these are places like in the most rural parts of these states that talk like DJ. You know. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have cousins who talk like DJ, but they live in like, as I refer to, great the places that time forgot. Like these are just like. <laughs> Little small truck stop towns, you know, one stoplight type of places, mm-hmm. you know, not in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> Granted, I've never I've never lived there, so I could be wrong, but I just don't. I felt like, you know, that was um, Terrence Howard was channeling his inner Daniel Day Lewis, Sean Penn. <laughs> he was like, I spent a year in Memphis preparing for this role doing ride alongs with pimps. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that Oscar nomination, man. <laughs> um, okay, so we get to, at this point, uh, they record the song. Um, I think when they did, it's hard out here for a pimp. And then Key says the vocals are distorted because this mic is, is trash. So you need a new yeah. mic. So they go to the, the music store. Um, uh, starting with you, Eric, what did you, how did you see this, this scene? Like, what did you think, what did you think uh, uh, after this scene was over? This is after the uh, specific in the store scene? Yeah. Um, I really, I don't know. It it feels kind of shitty to say, but I, I almost didn't see the big deal. Like, I, I kind of did, but I was like, well... <laughs> I mean, this is what you do, right? I mean, it's <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good goods and service. I don't know, man. Uh, I know she wanted to be more involved, but I don't know, man. I'm kind of thinking in my head, and it sounds shitty as I'm thinking it, but I'm like, maybe if I was a pimp, I would have finessed her better to like let her know, like this is you know you doing your part. Uh, <laughs> you know, doing your hands part, on the right? wheel. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just. <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was just a, it was a, it was a barter rather than a, you know, a financial exchange. And again, that sounds shitty, but that's as deep as I could possibly go with that scene. I, I understand, like, almost. I kind of understand her feeling bad, but I'm like, yeah, this is what you do. This is your lifestyle. Um, yeah. I mean, either way, like. It's either you have sex for this microphone. I'm pretty sure her price, like the prices were cheap on her, right? It like seemed like they were. I, I, I don't think know. they were. So it's like this one time for this microphone or like eight times for a microphone. 
You know, it's like, I don't know, man. Again, I, I know, I know. <laughs> it sounds shitty, but it's like, he's I don't gonna think get it sounds shitty, though. Way. I don't know. I, I don't feel like it, it might. I'm, it was awkward at first, but like, <laughs> as I'm watching it, I was just like, well, you do this every day for yeah. him many, many times a day. And he's just like, hey, just do this thing. We get this microphone. And we're out, and it was like, this is where she draws the line. Okay, my question. Does she, because I don't think she did, at least, or if she did, I missed it. Does she have a choice in the men, or is she able to, like, gauge, like, ah, not him? I don't think she does. No, I don't think she's given a choice. You just go out there and do it, you know? And You're going to have to break it down for me, Greg. Tell me how I'm fucked up. What? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm saying I don't think she had a choice in like the right. the the guy or you know because like there was a scene where the guy he pulls up and then he drives away and then he comes back around, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. So um, yeah, it didn't I mean it, it seemed like they tried to make that scene deeper than it should have been, um, but it's just it it just. It was kind of one of those like now you have a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it didn't hit for me. Okay, well, this it, this it is, was this is where I, this is where I got here. So, and and kind of why um, it may not have they may not I don't think they really pulled it off the way they wanted to. Uh, but it, I think people might uh, if they saw if you saw it as well, it's what you do. I don't see what the problem is. Okay, if that's your reaction, cool. But. I think that what the what they were really going for is that at this point, Lex has already been kicked out. You, um, we know what Shelby is aspiring to do. We know what Key is trying to do. We see what DJ is trying to do, and she just got to see Suge sing, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's getting to okay. do something different, except okay. for her. So everyone has a chance to to be different and she doesn't get to do it. Like she's got to go back to what she's doing and she doesn't feel like that's fair to her uh, because she she's trying to, you know, she wanted to sit in on the session. DJ kicked her out. Um, she wanted to uh, she wanted to sing. They were like, no. Nah. So <laughs> she wants to do mm-hmm. something. I get that. Because she feels like she's that. not doing anything. Right, coming with the deepness, man. <laughs> she didn't get to expand her horizons. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I that's that. where her reaction comes from is like, she didn't, like, y'all get to do something different. Why do I have to stay where I, I am? Why can't I move on and do something else like y'all are doing? So I think that's where the reaction came from. But it probably did, they didn't. It didn't come off that way on the screen. I think the way that they wanted it to. I feel I like something. Yeah. Um, but that's. I so think yeah. that's a very interesting analysis of it, though. Like it, I, I did not get that from that scene. I just got that she was just all of a sudden like, I don't want to <laughs> do it no more. That's what they got. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like. Do you know how much a condenser mic is? Like, <laughs> like, and you know, on top. I mean, granted, it's two thousand five, you know, and you're buying a, a, a condenser mic for a couple hundred bucks. Which, let's be honest, it's not very much for a, a condenser mic. Um, because I, I, the whole movie, I'm just like, okay, they're really recording with a stage mic. 
at some point they're going to have to get a condenser mic. And then it finally happened and she turned the trick to get it and let's all go home. Make this money. I'm going to break you off when I get big. <laughs> like like he said, any means necessary. I don't believe she was there for that part though. Any means necessary. Oh. I'm with you, Eric. Like what changed? <laughs> <laughs> Literally what changed? What I wanted to ask y'all is that like the first time I saw this movie, I didn't realize that early on, maybe the audio, maybe we were um, convinced or deluded into that DJ knows skinny. But at the very beginning, when it's first mentioned, when um, Arnell, Isaac Hayes character mentioned that, yeah, skinny black is coming here Fourth of July, having a big party. And. And Arnell's like, yeah, you know, you know, skinny black, right? And DJ's like, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I know who he is, but we went to different schools. Okay, do you went to different schools? You don't know him. You don't know him at all. Mm-hmm. You've never met him. No. <laughs> but Not over the course of the movie, we kind of you, it's something that you can easily forget that he doesn't know this man. Right. Yeah, I was Not, under the yeah. impression that he knew him um, and that he kind of just like got a big head, skinny black that is, and uh, kind of forgot about him. Yeah, it just seemed like he didn't know him. I mean, that's just it's just kind of one of those I'm a, I'm a gonna I'm gonna make it work type things. And I mean, he almost yeah, did. that's what I it mean, turned out being is that he's going to he's going to finesse this. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I got that he okay. He doesn't know him, like because I put it like this. I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, there was this uh, guy playing in the NFL named Carlos Rogers. He was a cornerback. Uh, he played for the played for Washington. I think he played for the Forty ers when they when they went to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick. He was on the team mm-hmm. and he made the Pro Bowl that year, I think. And he went to. My high school, like I went to two different high schools. My freshman year, I went to Butler, which is where he went. And he was like, you know, two years ahead of me, I think. And I mean, I could say, yeah, I went to the same high school as him, but I don't know him. I can't claim to know him. And it's it's kind of that same thing here. It's like, okay, y'all went to different schools. You don't know him, man, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he saw an opportunity. Um, yep. He saw, he saw an opportunity and he's, he's going to make the best of it. He's going to finesse that into something. So, I, but I think over the course of the movie, it was easy to forget. Like the goal is to get this demo tape to skinny. And this is a man he does not know. And he has convinced everyone else that he does know him. <laughs> uh, so he he pimped everyone pretty much into <laughs> believing that he knew this man. <laughs> well, I mean, he even says it, you know, when he's talking to Key at the end and he's like, I'm going to tell her a lie because sometimes you have to lie. Yeah. And I've, he, he kind of saw it as a necessary lie. That he had to tell because if he would have said, I don't know this dude, 
then nobody comes along. And if he says he doesn't know this guy, he he it doesn't he's not motivated. I mean, I think him saying like, yeah, I do know him, even though he really doesn't. But convincing himself that he does know him motivates him to make this work. Yeah, it's like he could be the he he could be my ticket to superstardom or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think so kind of just an aside there. I think that kind of shows how far we've come in the music industry to where you don't have to get your demo tape in the hands of someone big anymore. The ad, you know, with the internet and with digital marketing, you can push yourself. Yeah. And you don't have to have that awkward exchange of, of of drinking and smoking with some dude all night and then trying to slide him your tape, your mixtape or your, you know, your demo tape only to have him throw it in the toilet. Like, I mean, that was telegraphed. I knew that happened, but what happened afterwards was not telegraphed, bro. Hey, no, that was coming. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know, it reminds me yeah, of, um, interesting. Did either of you see the video of like, um, it was like 50 cent was out on a date or something. And this guy comes up to him asking him to follow him on Instagram and check out his music. And the guy's friend is, is like filming the whole thing. Yeah. This like really, this really happened. He's like, just, he's like, just follow me. Just follow me and check out my music, man. I'm good. You know, I, you know, I, I come from nothing and you know, I'm just trying to make something and you know, he's giving his whole spiel and everything. And, but um, I don't know if the guy was like threatening to 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 hit him or to stab him or something. I, I can't remember if he had a weapon or not, but it was just this really awkward exchange. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's demanding that 50 check out his music on Instagram right there. And uh, he's like, you know, like. I think he was trying to tell him like, you can't, you can't do it like this, man. You gotta, you gotta be more professional or, you know, you can't just demand people do something like, I mean, I can't, I, I can't just judge if you're good or not, you know, right in this moment, you know, you know, basically give that kind of speech. But it was, it was just really awkward that he just came up to him and <laughs> said, follow me on Instagram or check out my SoundCloud or something like that. And he's got a friend as a witness. Um, I think the friend was there like filming it, probably hoping that 50 would like hit him. So then he could sue and get money or something. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it just, it was just shady from the beginning. Yeah. It was a whole shady thing. Yeah. I'm watching it on the, uh, the shade room right now. Uh, well on YouTube (laughs) from the shade rooms channel via hip hop DX. He has a lot of, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, it was definitely an awkward situation. Um, yeah, so, you don't have to yeah. do that anymore, though. That's at all, and, I, and it's I, I mean, it's good and it's bad. It takes, I, I mean, I think it's good because it gives the artist, you know, an avenue of 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 their own that they have more control over. I imagine you probably have people in power thinking it's bad because now they're no longer really in control um, of what gets seen, whereas the fan is in control. Because if the fan doesn't want to hear it, the fan's not going to look at it. Um. So I, I think it's I think it's better overall, but I mean I'm sure there's some people that will fight me on that. I'm sure there are. Um, 
So now we're at the part with the at the the Fourth of July party. Um, what did you think of like how how DJ got in? Like, I mean, as far as like he gives him the weed and everything, and then you know he's trying to talk to him, he's being ignored. The 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 girl in the um the the flag bathing suit or whatever comes over. I, I don't know if it was a stripper or not. I can't I can't definitively say that. But it's, sure. I mean it, it was possible, but I can't can't be definitive <laughs> with it. Um uh but he was trying to talk to him and then he just he just blurts out, What the fuck happened to you, man? Oh, excuse me. The fuck happened to you, man? You <laughs> 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 man. <laughs> I, I, I was honestly expecting him to like hit him or something just because it seemed like he had this music and his playing and his playing is building up then he goes what if, I can't do the imitation but y'all know what he said and and it, it, in that moment it felt like he was kind of like he felt maybe what he was trying to do slipping away and he's like now or never man you got to man you got to do this, man. <laughs> and, you know, and, and he talks to him, and he talks to him, and it's just like he thinks he's getting up her hand only to ultimately, you know, get finessed by Skinny Black. You know, he yeah. thought he was he thought he was really getting somewhere. And I'm not going to lie, in that moment, it broke my heart because I was rooting for him. I was rooting for him, and it broke my heart. Yeah, that's the, that's the weird thing. I think, like, DJ becomes a character that a lot of people, you know, when you watch the movie, you, you're probably rooting for him. I mean, unless you personally hate Terrence Howard, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you're like rooting for him for this to work. And it seemed like, but the, the, when I watched it, it was like, I mean, I know what happens, but it was like, man, that seemed too easy. Yeah. It, it, it looked too easy. And, um, and it, it is, it is like, uh, it is heartbreaking to see that the tape was in the toilet, but he didn't have to pick it up out of the that toilet. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, why? Oh, puked. Dramatic effect, I guess. That was, and he thought about it. So he knew it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> and you had copies. So like. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like this was like a hundred dollar press kit. There was a two dollar tape if that <laughs> so yeah that was gross and then he stuck it in the dude's mouth <laughs> oh god that movie went that was um that twist that that turn was like m night Shyamalan in and in and um <laughs> i just destroyed that it was it was but it, i just did not see that happening whatsoever it's like okay you went from why won't you listen to my tape to I just shot a dude in your crew? <laughs> <laughs> like that was that was good. That 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 woke me up. And uh, that's why I called it when happenstance goes wrong. Yeah. It yeah. was ooh. Man. Um so they come back. <laughs> uh so after that he he when the his guy comes in, Skinny's guy comes in and and then he uh, DJ used him as a human shield <laughs> to get out of the bar. Um, you know, I, 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 I felt it was gonna be over. <laughs> I felt like, 
you know, if if I if I had been watching it for the first time, I would have thought when he was getting arrested, when he took his his writing pad out of his pocket, mm-hmm. man, he like a lot of things could have happened right there. Yeah. Considering I'm- current circumstances, a lot of things could have happened. I thought someone I didn't know who I was like, someone's going to shoot him. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be the cops. I don't know if it'll be the other dudes. I was like, someone is going to shoot him. And they're like, bust him before he leaves. I was like, oh, they're coming over with a gun. And they punched him. And I was like, relieved. <laughs> that that's all that happened. But I was I was convinced. I was like, someone's going to shoot this dude, you know. Then it really would have been ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> Might be st- <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so DJ goes to jail. And um, he only gets 11 months. Which is quite surprising Not considering he beat up a dude in the bathroom and he shot another dude in the arm, fleed the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, he's turning himself in. No, he's not. <laughs> he went home. <laughs> he went home. <laughs> y'all just happened to be there. And he was like, all right. That was very right. Like, man, yeah, he did all that. And he just went home. <laughs> And I'm sitting there like an idiot, like, oh, so it's, you know, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> I just, I didn't think they called the cops. They, they called the cops. Like that was, that's not gangster. Like, <laughs> like you called the cops. Um, so, so then, uh, like he goes to jail and then he talks to, he talks to key, finds out what's been going on. Suge had the baby. Of course. Um, the song gets played on the radio and Lex, uh, it's the Johnny May from the Temptations moment uh, for Lex <laughs> hearing the song. Um, I think people were. What was weird is that, um, we I, I guess we didn't take Nola seriously, and neither did the char- other characters. They never took Nola seriously. But she's the one who gets the song on the radio. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to ask you this, Eric, because Greg's going to have something deep to say about it. No, okay. Um, <laughs> is it just me, or did you think she turned a trick to get that on the radio? Ooh, uh, no, I didn't mm. think she did. Because she walked out kind of awkward, like she just got done. <laughs> I think she just gave Jacket him some was no longer on. I think I think that the uh, the outfit was different for her, and she wasn't used to the attire. Well, also it was a short skirt, though. Easy. Let me stop. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I instantly thought I was like, man, old habits die hard. I think they. I no, think. I didn't think she did. I think they smoked some weed, and it's Memphis, and like you said, it was hot. So she <laughs> so she had to take off the jacket. It was too hot to wear that. Dude, they were sweating like a John Grisham movie. It was like <laughs> just everybody. So sweating, it was man. hot. <laughs> so that's why she took off the jacket. But I, I think she, um, I think she gave him some weed. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, because I, I don't want to think that she did. And gave that. her whole spiel. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think she. It was a different kind of trick that was turned, not the one that she may have been accustomed to. <laughs> so, of course, this was back when getting on the radio was a big deal. Yes. Um, I can't imagine. That is unfortunately, I think that is something that maybe if you, um, A, if you made the movie today, wouldn't happen. Like, no one cares about getting on the radio anymore. 
Um, but I think it's something that people who might, you know, have been born after this movie came out would probably not understand like why that's a big deal. <laughs> They're like the rich. Like, no, I want to get on the I want to get on one of the sponsored playlists on Spotify. Yeah. That's when I, you know, yeah, that's when I've TikTok. made it. Yeah, <laughs> or TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's that's it. I've gone viral on TikTok. We get this, if, we, that trick. It was kind of weird now. It's like, um, well, Ben has seen all these like different covers playlists that I've made. I get messages on Facebook like, hey, could you add my song to your Fleetwood Mac covers playlist? <laughs> Say like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I? I mean, I'll add it, but I don't think it's gonna get you anywhere. I'm, I ain't nobody. Making them plays, bro. Making them plays. That's the Greg Hurt. <laughs> but um, I, I I saw at the um at the end where the two COs give give DJ their tape. <laughs> it's like yes. He gets to be Happenstance Howard again. Big Five O and, and, <laughs> and Cell Block C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to be Happenstance Howard. So And he had, and, he kinda had the look too. <laughs> like he had braided his hair. I was like, he looks too clean for prison, man. Yeah. Like he looked like he is like getting three squares and he is showering twice a day. Like he looked so clean. <laughs> he was well, she was like manic it, it's just weird. And as he's walking back, I was like, we need a sequel. Yeah. What happens next? Or maybe you could say this is a stretch because ever since the MCU, people like to say, is this the same universe? Heard them Empire. Say Heard them say it. <laughs> oh, for real? That's been said? Uh, well, when I was researching the movie, uh, yeah, I saw that fly around okay. a few times. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it makes Cause I was like, enough sense. Yeah, if you have a sequel, like essentially it could be you know, like it could be like in it. Granted, I've ne- I'm not even gonna. Cl- I've never watched Empire in my life. Um, maybe I will one day if it ever comes to streaming. Or is it on streaming? I'm sure it is. It's on Hulu. Dozens. Oh, it is. Oh, commercials. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I might. I mean, like I'll probably check it out. But yeah, I was like, as he's walking back, I was like, oh, this is like, this is how you set up a sequel. Like with the walk back with a grin on his face. Like I've made it. Like. It was almost like it was almost like a Marvel film. I went to the end to see if there was a post credit scene of like he making a beat or something. He and Shelby making a beat. I don't know. Like it just had that feel to it. Like there was going to be a sequel. I could see that. I'd, I'd watch it. I expected to see a uh, a performance in the movie, like on stage or something. Didn't get that. So you know that could be in there. Yeah. Um, I. By the way, speaking of the uh, the officers, I, I can't remember if this is something I read or something I just thought about in my head. I heard that that inspired Rick Ross to be. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I think, think he I was already. I think he was already uh, making music by then. Yeah, he was. He had already had a uh, what? Port of Miami. Yeah, I think it was already out. I think... <laughs> no, that was so sick. Let's take a look. But probably that scene, that scene was someone who knew about Rick Ross. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like, hey, I know this guy's name is I can be a narc and be a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, maybe maybe it's the other way around. Rick Ross inspired the CEO, and that character is based on him. 
that's <laughs> I mean, that's a very interesting. That's a very interesting take, though, because um, who wants to rap if you're a cop, like or a corrections officer? <laughs> like that just seems weird. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm totally looking into that. That's a <laughs> that's really interesting. Cause look at the Port of Miami. It was recorded in 0506, but mm. yeah, hustling came out March 11, 2006. That was almost what a full year after the movie. So maybe he saw it and got inspired. Hmm. Yeah, we got to figure out the order. I know that uh, DJ Khaled had that song "Holla at Me, Baby," and uh, that's the first time I heard Rick Ross. And I know uh, who was on that song. Paul Wall and Lil Wayne and I don't know someone else. I think he's on that track. Let's see. That's the name I have not heard in a while. Paul Wall. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, when I worked at a company that contracted work for Vonage, some dude called in claiming to be Paul Wall. Wow, that may have been him. Uh, this is 2006 too. This is 2006 for Holla at Me. So, because I think the same yeah. guy also claimed to be Ted Danson too. It was just like. <laughs> He's like Theodore Danson. I was like, really, Ted Danson? Uh, Word. Uh, um, so this uh, film was nominated for two Academy Awards. One for Best Actor for Terrence Howard. And the other for Best Original Song for It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp, which did win. Yeah. Um, it beat, uh, there were only three nominees this year, in that particular year. Uh, in the Deep by Bird York from Crash and Traveling Through by Dolly Parton from Transamerica. Uh, this The right's canceling her right now. They're <laughs> canceling Dolly Parton? Just throwing that in. Yeah, they're canceling Dolly Parton. Oh, because she I'm said Black Lives Matter? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she decided to be woke. Well, she didn't decide. She's always been woke, but they just didn't know it. Just like they didn't know that Rage Against the Machine was woke, but I digress. Um, it's hard out here for a pimp was the second rap song to be nominated and to win. Uh, this was three years after lose yourself. And, um, I think the next one to be nominated was, uh, glory from Selma. And then after that, it was, uh, all the stars from black Panther. Mm. So all the stars is actually the first one to not win. The first rap song to be nominated and not win. I felt that it was a it was a very interesting moment to see them performing that song at the Oscars. Yeah. Like it was just like it was kinda like because I mean this is no insult to Eminem, because I love Eminem. Lose Yourself is a good song, but it's consumable. Mm-hmm. It's hard out here for a pimp. Like that is like the fact that it, that even got nominated. Even the title, yeah. yeah like it kind of feels says like to me that the Oscars are miles ahead of the Grammys. Well, it, it kind of you <laughs> that, kind of think that, that the that the song "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp" from the Hustle and Flow that you maybe they thought that it was like this lighthearted musical. Uh, <laughs> from the musical Hustle and Flow <laughs> Terrence Howard what's up man <laughs> like, like, it was, like it, to it read was, the title you might think is like in Hustle and Flow and you see the title you I, you might think 
is this a Disney movie? <laughs> it's a <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, And he's like an artful Dodger type character. <laughs> Saying it was hard out here for a pimp. Like it was just, it was different. And and, and of course it's three, six mafia, you know, who I love. I, I just really like three, six mafia, which I know doesn't vibe with the fact that I don't like Southern rap, but I just like them. Um, and to see them performing that at the, at the Oscars, the Oscars, like that's, it's just, it's the Oscars. It was just weird, but I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Well, yeah, I mean, that yeah. was the, you know, it's compared to the other songs, the other rap songs that have been nominated, lose yourself is, is supposed to be inspirational. Uh, glory is, you know, a, a rap song about Martin Luther King Jr like uh it's and it's not it, it didn't have like a a beat behind it it had piano and a choir like mm-hmm. so it's that's also inspirational and and then um uh all the stars which uh it it really had no chance against uh shallow from a star born it had no chance oh no not, not even <laughs> and I, I love both songs but yeah it didn't but <laughs> You know, it's it's a, a song from you know the 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 superhero movie. You don't really get that, or at least not nominated for an Oscar. Um, did they nominate um, "Hero" by Chad Kroger? No, they did not. Oh, <laughs> You're going to say that? <laughs> no, it's they a did not. Man. They did not nominate that song. But um, but this song, like "It's Hard for a Pimp," stick, sticks out because of like the subject matter and. But I think the reason why it was nominated, like this is okay. This is what the character. This is the the goal of the character is to be, um, is to be a rapper, and this is from his perspective. So the the song is written from the character's perspective, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Academy they're like we can't deny that. <laughs> like this <Yeah>. song fits <laughs> the movie. This is what it's about. Yeah. Um, but it does like just reading it. I it feels like it's it's Disney-fied. Like, there's some some pimp with a dream who's, like, standing on his porch. <laughs> I hope, I would love to see somebody, Disney, recut that trailer. Like, he was a pimp in Memphis. <laughs> I would love to see that. I have, like, an old-school 80s trailer where they had the, you know, the guy with the voice. <laughs> yeah. Coming soon, like those old Disney a pimp with a dream, <laughs> with just all this like light piano music behind mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Eric, what is your overall impression of the film? Hmm. Overall, I liked it. I do think that it is a, a relic of its time. Uh, you know, crunk. What was it? Crunk films. <laughs> Crunk pictures. Yeah, crunk pictures. Crunk pictures. Yeah. Crunk pictures. <laughs> My apologies. Um, but I did enjoy how they conveyed. I don't know. It, it was a movie that I felt a bit immersed in, even though there weren't a whole lot of establishing shots of Memphis or anything like that. I did feel like I was in the studio. I felt like I was hot, even though my AC was set at 65 mm-hmm. degrees. I felt <laughs> like I was in there. I, I went back to um, times of 2016 and just like trying to go from just rapping to making music. Um, you know, cobbling stuff together to make something audible. I've 
I've uh, I really related to all those aspects. So I think I really ended up liking it more than I intended to because you know pimping isn't something that I relate to at all. <laughs> uh, you know, like like selling dope. That's that's not relatable <laughs> stuff. But um, I guess the flowing part of the hustle was something that uh, I related to a lot. And even the the hustle part when it came to content creation, I guess, uh, making something out of nothing. So um, I definitely like it. I'd, I'd recommend it even today. Ben? I agree. Um, it It is a relic of it. I'm going to feel bad saying relic because it's only 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's but... true. So much has changed, though. Like the internet. Yeah, so much has changed, um, and as a result, it kind of it looks dated. Like I, I even found myself questioning when was this movie set, <laughs> but that kind of goes to show you how much the industry has changed because of technology, and then on top of that, like the fact that there were just some themes <laughs> that were just. That you know, I don't know if this movie necessarily gets made now, and if it does, I don't know if you get. Uh, and I'm trying to think how big of a star he was back then, Terrence Howard was. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think it gets. This doesn't really get, and it would be an MTV movie, but yeah, it's just it's aged a little poorly. Some of it's it, some of it is the fault of the movie. Some of it's not the fault of the movie. You couldn't have predicted the the internet boom, and what that would do to the music industry. No one could have predicted that. Yeah, um, and yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, not saying, but I also agree with Eric. Like the the scenes of them recording were my favorite scenes of the movie. Like those are the scenes I, and I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say I you know I rapped in a room with no air, but you know I did a rap in basements, you know, and in, in, in basements <laughs> and stuff, and you know out in the sticks and. You know, it, you know, made me think of like you know some of the the dingier the dingier venues I've played at, and just that initial that initial feeling you got the first time you get to record music. You know, it's 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 kind of scary at first because you don't know what you're doing, and then when you figure it out, I don't know. I just I it really and I just really like those parts more than I liked um, recording parts in some of the other movies because. This one felt this one felt raw, you know. More so, I know we always make fun of, <laughs> of the, the Def Leppard movie, um, like those scenes felt hokey. Even the scenes in the movie Rockstar where they're recording yeah. felt hokey, you know. <clears throat> this and I would maybe say the first time the Wonders cut their demo in that church and they're like actually hand clapping. <laughs> those felt like I could relate to those. I've never been I, well. I have been in a big studio once. It was an awful experience. Um, which is probably why I suppress it. But like I've never, you know, really been in a big multi-million dollar studio, so I can't relate to that. But like, you know, recording someone's house, recording in a closet, I've done all that stuff and I can relate. And I dug that. Yeah, I um I totally understand that. Like because when like we it's hard to find like like these are these okay dj found like okay they were old classmates right <laughs> and and then he knows somebody at his church you know so so it's kind of like all came together like quickly mm-hmm. but like really organically to where mm-hmm. you know hey you want to do this hey we can we can make this happen 
you know, if you want to do this and, you know, it was, it was kind of like everybody being at that point to where we want to, like I said, it was people who wanted to do something different and you have, um, DJ who, who wants to be more than a pimp, I guess, uh, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, uh, key who wants to, he wants to be a producer. I mean, he's kind of on his way as far as like, he does these things. He records choirs, he records court depositions. So he is, he is experienced as far as sound, how things should, how things, how music should sound, how recording should sound. He has that experience. And then you have a musician like uh, Shelby who, um, he, he's, uh, interested in this stuff. He knows how to play this stuff and it's the kind of music he wants to make. So everything kind of just came together. Like I said, it was, it was quick, but it was, it was kind of just natural and they all fit together. And, um, you know, it was just, everybody wanted to be something more than, than what they are in the present moment. Um, mm -hmm. so just kind of going after what your dreams are, like everybody kind of had the same dream, um, in essence, but they worked together to try to make that happen. And that was definitely something I could appreciate about it. Um, well, that will do it for our discussion on the, uh, film hustle and flow. Um, it was, it was on Netflix. It's not anymore, but you said you watched it on, you rented it on Amazon. Yeah, I tried. I got it initially, and I got to cancel. I signed up for a seven-day trial of um, BET Plus, and I started watching it. And it gives you that disclaimer you see when they're airing it on TV. Mm -hmm. And it was ten minutes shorter, mm. and it was edited. And I was like, "This will not do." So I just <laughs> did a, I did a rental on um, on Amazon, on my on my um, Amazon TV, and uh, I'll fire TV. It's like four bucks, so. Went too bad. All right. Can't uh, watch that edited crap. <laughs> no. No. I, I I saw a video of somebody talking about that today. Like, um, we're talking about they watched Baby Boy and how they watched the edited version of Baby Boy Baby Boy and how it's people like it was on B E T and B E T didn't even try to like make the voices match with the edits. Oh Jesus. <laughs> he's like he's like he had Ving Rhames, you know, talking about guns and butter. He's like, well, the butter that's the stocks and bonds and stuff that appreciates the time. <laughs> they didn't even try. They didn't even try to like make the voices match. So yeah, I I I can't watch. Uh, I have a hard time watching edited movies too. Like, some, usually, I'm like Huey Freeman on BET. But when I was looking, I was like, oh, there's some interesting movies like, you know, Thin Line Between Love and Hate's on there. So I might go back, you know, keep this for seven days and watch some of these. But when that disclaimer came up and it was edited, I was like, pass. I can't believe people are paying for this. Like, like <laughs> for edited movies? No. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. I'll just watch BET and wait. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Um, or watch, watch it on FX. I don't think, I think they barely edit anything. I think they only like, like only the nudity they edit with, uh, FX. Yeah, edit no, out. FX is pretty good about, about letting stuff kind of go by and I have to give them their props for that. 
All right, so that will end our discussion on hustle and flow. Um, watch it wherever. I would we wouldn't recommend BET Plus because it's edited. Nope. nope. Um, Don't give them money. <laughs> uh, so we'll get to my earworm of the week, and uh, I know Ben and Eric probably won't hear this hear this song, but uh, I told you I've been listening to eighties um, R and B or post disco um, <laughs> from the eighties. And this is a song. I feel like this might have, this was probably popular um, around the world, but then in America, only popular with black people. And <laughs> it's a song called "You're the One for Me" by a guy named D Train. Um, uh, well, at the D Train is the duo, but the the actual guy, uh, his nickname is D Train. So the group is named after him. I don't wow. know. But <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> so uh we're gonna play the song called You're the One for Me and uh we will be right back. that is you're the one for me by d train you can find that on um our btt yht earworms playlist on spotify right now and um that will bring us to the end of the program um eric we always ask this to our guests uh if you want to be found where can people find you of course you can find me everywhere that being twitter Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitch, at me, Mugga11. That's M E A N M U G A H 1 1. On Twitch, I stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday afternoon, um, Eastern Time. And on YouTube, I make content about how to be a better Twitch streamer. And that's whenever I have time because I'm a very busy man. Also, you can find me on the Dead and Gaming podcast every Tuesday. All right. And what what do y'all talk about on Dead and Gaming? Uh, just gaming stuff. <laughs> Tonight, <laughs> we talked about uh, the new Xbox Series S. Um, that got a 
a price finally. <gasps> How much? Uh, $300 for the Series S, and we're thinking $500 for the Series X, which is the more uh, powerful version. I talked a little bit about the uh, the new Avengers game, the Tony Hawk remake. Um, there was some other news, but it wasn't all that interesting. But um, we always have a good time, and I definitely got some uh, some zingers in there. So check it out anywhere you listen to major podcasts. I'm about to go edit right now. <laughs> and um, with, so there's some people like which one are you getting one or both of these next gen systems? I'm getting both of them. Um, I have no dependence. I normally don't get them until like a year or two later. I do have a small cat, but he's pretty cheap to feed. But yeah, I'll be getting both of them. Um, I'll be getting the the best or the the more powerful Xbox Series X. I'll be getting the PS5 with the the Blu-ray drive in it. So hopefully they'll be available. That's what I'm most afraid of. I think they're going to be really tough to get, especially in this COVID environment. Yeah, but when I'm, I'm afraid able to, of that too. I'll be getting them both. So pre-order if you can. Yeah. All right. For the prices to come out, and I was hoping they wouldn't be too bad because I did. I couldn't remember. I thought for some reason that the PS4 was like seven hundred dollars when they came out, and Oof. I was quickly quickly corrected that it wasn't. No. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I think I can afford this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced. I really thought it was. I was way off. Yeah, the thing about the uh, the Xbox Series S, which is the weaker, it'll still be a very powerful console, and it'll, be, it'll look great on most TVs. But um, the thing that Microsoft is doing with their consoles is they're trying to go for the subscription route. So you can get the Xbox Series S, um, the console itself, Game Pass, which gives you over 100 games that you can just download and play and access Xbox Live Gold for $25 a month for two years. And you can just do that. Or you could get the more powerful Xbox Series X and get all that stuff for $35 a month if you didn't want to just pay outright $500 or $300. So um, very cost effective. However, if you want to play exclusive games, you know, the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, you got to get a PS5. So which is definitely on my list to get decisions, decisions, which I won't be making because I'll be getting both. So. Do you know if PlayStation and PS5 is going to do something similar to that? Because I know they've got PS now. I don't think they will. Um, they do have PS now. It is yeah. inferior to Game Pass in a, in a lot of ways. Um, just the functionality of it mm-hmm. and the uh, the game selection. However, the price of the game of PlayStation now itself much cheaper. Yeah, is um, you know it's that's ten dollars a month as well. So. Um, not super bad on that side either. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm thinking I got to make decisions, Derek. You've, you've yeah. given me some things to think about here. Well, if you need any consultations, <laughs> contact me, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. And I just hit up a sub on. I just put get a uh, sub to your uh, podcast as well. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. I saw that you all are talking about Gotham Knight. I'm gonna stop now because I'm I feel like I'm like needlessly doing <laughs> 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 this with things that our listeners might be like. Gotham Knight, oh, oh, what? Nerds. <laughs> I watched the entire. I watched at least half of the DC fandom. Oh my god! Yeah, so but I'm gonna stop because I'm sure they're I'm just like what? Stuff. I'm not gonna lie, I'm yeah. big on Marvel, but I'm like okay, they seem to be. Are we up on DC Universe? So uh, I've been going through just comics, just all the Nightfall. I read um, Death in the Family. All, all yeah. So let me stop though. Let me stop. 
hey, yeah, so this is the part where I tell you about where we can be found. (laughs) 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 Um, So we want to be found. And you can find us first off on Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. You can also find us on Instagram at by the time you hear this. And you can email us at by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Now, the Facebook is spelled as the Facebook is spelled with the word you. The Instagram, as well as our Gmail, is spelled with the letter U, and that is because we urban. Yes, we are. We urban. No Keith. Don't forget it. You said what? <laughs> no Keith. <laughs> no Keith. <laughs> we urban, man. We urban. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to wake up tonight laughing at that. It's going to freak my wife out. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. So if you want to listen to us on the go to avoid um, the annoying coworker that says that um, I don't know, something stupid. They're still spouting the 5G <laughs> COVID oh. nonsense or how um, Bill Gates despite him giving most of his wealth away and trying to like fight things like world hunger and, and smallpox <laughs> um, is somehow trying to track your movements even though you have a cell phone in your pocket at all times whatever. Um, that person, and you want to put in some earbuds and, and ignore them, well, hey, guess what? You're in luck. You can find us on the Apple Podcast application. Um, you can also find us on, um, I think it's Google Music or Google Podcasts. It's something. Just get the Google Audio apps and you'll find us. Trust me, you'll find us. Um, now, if you don't want to use those, you can use things such as Satchel Podcast Player, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, Auto Radio, Listen Notes, with beautiful the beautiful show notes that Greg creates. Um, you can also find us on play.fm um, check us out leave us a review all that good stuff we'd really appreciate hearing from some people um, maybe we should start streaming on Twitch Greg I don't know I've been playing a lot of GTA online lately maybe I'll stream that and talk about music while I do it <laughs> you know what I will say we uh, we record Dead and Gaming on Twitch every Tuesday night and okay. uh, release the episodes on Friday so nice. I think it's a it's a good platform to if you want to do some live content, which I'm I've always done fan. music on Twitch. Oddly enough, I had a friend, well, I, Matt. He's been on the show several times. I should just say his name. Um, <laughs> him and I would do Friday night jams um, on Twitch. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I had forgotten when we were doing. I forgotten it was like mainly a gaming platform. So um, I've been considering. A friend of mine told me to go on there. I'm like, I suck at 2K. He's like, it doesn't matter. Just <laughs> do it. Just play. Yeah. Because I also suck at GTA online, but he's like, oh, just do it. If you're funny, people will watch. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's the best stuff. And if you need any advice on that, check out Stream Teach on YouTube, me and Mugga11. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll bring us to the end of this particular episode. Eric, thank you for joining us. And yes, uh, yes it's a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. We're going to end the program with the Academy Award winning song. Um, it's hard out here for a pimp. Uh, not a Disney version. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make one. <laughs> uh, we're going to end the show with that. And thank you everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace.
changes for me But I gotta keep my game tight like Orion game Not like taking from a hole, don't know no better I know that ain't right I'm seeing people killed, the same people deal The same people live in poverty, they no wheels It's fucked up where I live, but this is how it is It might be new to you, but it's been like this for years It's blood, sweat, and tears when it come down to this shit I'm trying to get rich before I leave about this bitch I'm trying to have things, but it's hard for a bitch But I'm praying and I'm hoping to God I don't slip, yeah. 